LBC 97.3. Text 84850. Tweet at LBC 973. This is London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen. Myself together at all for the first few minutes of the program. I'm sort of gliding around the studio like I was dancing on ice. It's all gone panic stations up at Comic Relief, you know, ever since Panorama did a program on what they're investing in. And I said yesterday on the show that I should imagine there are loads of charities who invest in loads of different companies. Lenny Henry has said, listen, leave it alone. It's raising a lot of money for good causes. It is, it absolutely is, but that's what charity is. I've said before, it's big business. Big business now. You go into the into the charity shops, and God knows in Twickenham we got our fair share of charity shops, and it's uh, it's sort of it's really it's really amazing that you look on them as businesses. You know, I mean, all you need now really is sort of somebody to say they've invested in arms companies, which I think they have. I think they've invested in arms companies. I think so. I think they've invested in arms companies, certainly tobacco companies, but I wouldn't have a problem with that. Loads of other people uh, do it. Loads of other people invest in different things. Anyway, nice to be company. Welcome along. To, this is where the audience goes through the roof. Through the roof. Everything we weave in on the programme, all your texts and all your emails, we read between now and 6.30. Thank you for your cards again. Load of cards. And a really good day yesterday. Really, really good day. We did Harry Hill. He was on Great Foot. Guess who's in this morning doing the papers? Only Heston Blumenthal. Only my mate Heston. He'll be in. His are favourite mince pies. Although this morning I didn't bring any in, so I'm hoping we might bring <coughs> some mince pies in. It'd be nice, Heston. You know, I'm not pushing in any way, shape or form, which is fantastic. Uh, and uh, historic yesterday. Love the way Bono jumped on the old bandwagon of Mandela and uh, Naomi Campbell. I mean, how many times what is she on the phone to him all the time? I shouldn't think so. Bono seems to jump on any old bandwagon, doesn't he? Here comes Bono and here comes Naomi Campbell. Here comes a load of other people who have tweeted pictures. And Obama expends, extends the hand of friendship to Castro at the Mandela Memorial. I believe that today the body's in the open coffin and people will file past and they're going to open up the book of uh, condolences as well. Loads of cards in, thank you. We, we've managed to fill up. I feel a bit embarrassed. Oh, glitter everywhere. I did glitter yesterday on the cards and it uh, wasn't one of our better days, I'm afraid. And uh, this is somebody, it says, from a fan of many moons ago. Many moons ago. We've got people who go back 30... Yep, 30... Another car with glitter on. The only reason I... We started this glitter malarkey some years ago. And I went, oh, that's pretty, glitter cards. Until you realise that you get it all over your hands. You touch your face. You've got it all over there. David in Streetham. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, everybody else, we'll get round to those later. I did go, on Diana's insistence, to Poundland yesterday. <coughs> it's another world, it really is. It's full of... Lots of poor people. And so I fitted in very well. And I bought some Kill Cough. Cough mixture. It's a quid. Now, I don't know if you bought cough mixture recently. It works out about six pounds, four to six pounds a bottle. It's really expensive. So I thought I'll try it. So I bought two bottles of it. And to be honest with you, it's actually made it a lot better. But because I was coughing like a madden yesterday, it's unfortunately racked my, my little chest with pain. But it doesn't matter. Because I'm here for the money. And I've decided I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. Having heard how much the uh, the train drivers are on over Christmas, I thought about becoming a train driver part-time. Because I can weave it in with this programme. I could do this programme, then go and drive a train. Can't be that difficult, can it? Not like you have to steer it. And you've got to sit there and hold a handle down. I might, I, might, I might try that, actually. Very lucrative, isn't it? You can earn about 60 grand a year. I thought, well, I can't afford to take the loss. But, I mean, it's worth it for a little while. 
So I bought, I bought the Kilcoff cough mixture, which tastes a bit... It smells horrible, but it tastes quite medicinal. And it just says, for the release of coughs, colds and sore throats. And believe you me, that and some Sudafed this morning. And uh, we're off and running. Fantastic. Uh, my favourite columnist, Jane Moore, has nominated the dimmest people of the year. Unfortunately, it's the Wright family again, I'm afraid, from the only way is Essex. Not the brightest pennies in the box. And anybody who agrees differently is obviously as stupid as they are. One of them in, in particular, Jess Wright. You remember Jess Wright. Uh, she's Mark Wright's uh, little sister. She's uh, cerebrally challenged. This is the one who tweeted, Rest in peace after the death of North, North Korean dictator Kim Jong-il. I mean, a more stupid woman you'd be up. And then she went, oh, I didn't know who he was. I thought you were even dumber than you look, love, aren't you? Runner-up is Cyril Burka, who was jailed for five years. This is a guy called Richard uh, Amarici, who was jailed for breaking into a stranger's flat while wearing an electronic anti-crime tag that, duh, recorded his movements. Another thicko. Uh, winner, Joey Essex for Jane Moore who, she says, uh, the thick-as-a-brick poster boy for all those who aspire to ignorance. Absolutely. Doesn't get any better, does it? The ignorant brigade are out there, and they like Joey Essex. So uh, that's who she's nominated. Mike Tyson ain't coming in the country. Convicted rapist Tyson, under the new uh, immigration rules, is not allowed in. Thank God for that. Don't rapists in the country, thank you very much indeed. Bad enough for the ones we've got here. But uh, he's uh, out on his ear, disappointed in Paris. No, you stay in Paris, mate. I think he's only over here to do one of his one-man shows, but he's done them before. So he's done them. Now they've changed the rules. They're going to argue, aren't they, that as he's been in here before, what difference does it make? But I remember saying on air years ago, I said, Mike Tyson, the convicted rapist, whichever way you look at it. And somebody said, oh, he's turned over a new leaf. Nope, Mike Tyson, the convicted rapist. Thank you very much. That was, I mean, another one who's so stupid. He managed to spend all his £60 million fortune, wasted it, hung around with all the wrong people and uh, and became the plank to end all blanks. Lee from Glasgow says, uh, don't get hooked on that Barocca. Do you know, funny you should say that. Funny you should say that. Duncan Barks just said exactly the same to me. He said, don't get hooked on Barocca. Is it, is it possible to get hooked on? Is it really? Wow. <coughs> <coughs> I didn't realise it was. I only had one yesterday and one today. I've got a little bit of water, the Kilcoff. I'll have my cup of tea and, and a Barocca. Mm-hmm. And a bit of water. And I feel fine. I feel absolutely 100%. Except this morning, my, my Lynn, I'm sort of, I'm waiting for the car. And uh, my phone rings. And I look at her and I think, it's half past two in the morning. What is she doing up? And she said, morning. I said, where are you? She said, I'm watching you on the CCTV. Because we have CCTV that covers the whole area. In fact, it's so good, we're just having another five cameras putting in which is costing us an extra thousand quid. But we're having them put in, and it's on hard drive, so we can, we can monitor everything that goes on. She said, I'm watching you. She said, I saw you, saw you walking up and down, looking like Inspector Gadget. She said, I'll give you a ring. Oh, that's nice. So uh, I thought, I'll just have a quick chat. But she's from Wales. It's not possible to have a quick chat with anybody from Wales. I'm in the car. I'm getting to Knightsbridge. And I go, I've got to go. I didn't really have to go, but I'm thinking she needs to get off a go and she's putting up Christmas decorations and organising bits and pieces. So she's probably listening to the phone, to the, to listening to the phone, listening to the radio at the moment. She was doing, doing decorations and I said, I'll catch you either later on today. Oh, here we go. I must tell you, tell you about the socks. Socks in a minute. James, a ray of hope to most people, is wearing odd socks and Duncan thinks this is, it's very bright orange, isn't it? Mm. Was it that bright yesterday? Should be. I don't know. It looks a bit like orange. He's got two different coloured socks on today. 
One grey, one per- I thought I'd gone colour blind. I looked under the table and I thought, he's wearing different coloured socks. And apparently, something to do with poets. I don't know if that's sort of Poets Day uh, or anything like that, but apparently that's what they wear. It's like part of the Bloomsbury set. And Duncan thinks it's quite normal too, so I'm obviously out on a limb on that one. So, grey sock and a purple sock. So, in other words, tomorrow he'll, he'll probably have a purple sock and a grey sock on. Because I'm assuming there must be the matching pair. You don't just... Unless you just mix and match. I, I hate people with coloured socks on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say that. You know, I don't normally like to decry people this earlier on the programme. As you know, I am sweetness and light all the way through. Read everything out on the programmes. Everybody knows. And they'll bear witness to. Anybody who's ever sent in a text to go, thank God he reads them all out. Some programmes don't. They're very selective. We read everything. And so I was sort of looking at him thinking, I don't know, David Frost used to wear different coloured socks. Sometimes. Or bright red socks. And I just think, there's something odd about old men wearing bright coloured socks. I wear black socks. Only black socks. Only black socks. And that's it. Wear them. And I don't think I'm peculiar. Wear them once. Throw them away. Wear them once. Throw them away. I don't, I don't wear them any more than once. Because I like the feel of new socks. It's like, you know, it's like when you go out and buy new pants. It's quite pleasing, isn't it? But I've discovered in the Marks and Spencer's pants that there's a little sticker in there. The little sticker is the person who's obviously packed it. And many of the time, I've climbed into the shower to discover my bits have got a little sticker on, like number 18, I thought, in my dreams. And so I remember thinking to myself the other day, because I keep finding these little numbers. And, of course, they come out of the pants. It's all very... Oh, we've got to record some in-conversation stuff for this weekend. I knew there's something we had to do for Michael. He's, he's setting up Ben Cohen for in-conversation. Yesterday, Harry Hill. New movie out, Christmas. We're going to run it this weekend with Joe Brand. Uh, and Heston... In for Nick Ferrari this morning. I'm going to tell him just how just how good his mince pies are this year. I'm going to tell him just how good they are. And uh, all the way from uh, from Wokingham, Catherine, thank you very much indeed. Still a very loyal listener. Thank you for the card. Thank you to everybody for the cards. I'm very, very grateful. It's very nice. We, we were saying the other day, it's nice when people sort of think about you and they send cards in. Uh, my friend Barney, says Junior, who's in LA, he says, I, I love snooker. And I'm having a great time. My friend Barney invited me to Snooker Club, the 147. I said, no, uh, I've not got my own queue. I only play with my own queue. You mean this queue? He said he had my brother post my queue to him two weeks ago. So he went in. Uh, Barney, Mark, Eddie, Bill had booked the best snooker table I've ever played on. Aren't they all the same? Aren't snooker tables all the same? I've, I've played snooker before. He said, but anyway... He said, um, not only that, but I texted all their friends to come and see the best amateur Glasgow player they ever saw. That was 24 years ago. First game, I got 36. Second game, 19. Third game, 58. Now players stopped playing. Hush. And I got 84. And then I scored 137. I have no idea what you're talking about. Not a clue. Is it like darts? You add up on the coloured balls, don't you, with snooker? Friends and players went mad. Only gave me a free life membership. 98 free drinks bought for me. He said, and a very rich man has invited me tonight to bring my friends and play snooker in his home. He's a multimillionaire. He's got a huge mansion up in the hills. Fantastic. He said, what's the fee? I said, no, no fee, just good snooker. He's given me a Rolex Oyster as a gift. Blimey. He said, I've got 85, 87, 103, 40. Oh, <laughs> 40 not so great. 40 not so great. So uh, a Rolex Oyster. Good, isn't it? I'd have whizzed out the house as fast as possible. Sounds lovely, doesn't it? Thank you very much indeed. So, uh, nice day having fun over there. We were, I was looking at all the people for the Nelson Mandela tribute in the stadium the other day. And most of them were sweating like pigs, I'm afraid, because I should imagine it's, it's fairly, uh, fairly hot over there at the moment. Fairly hot. Oh, we've got, um, we'll have a competition for today, won't we? 
We will have a competition. Yes. We have the uh, the gadget to give away for today. And then uh, a little bit later on, uh, we'll hopefully have... I'll have to wait and see how we go with the with the throat as to whether or not we can actually manage to do the free podcast for you for today. I see David Seaman, Gary Lucien, Yorgi Porter getting their skates on for the final series of Dancing on Ice. Thank God for that. The sooner it finishes, the better. I'm so glad to see the back of it. It was absolutely... Well, I couldn't find any celebrities. Yorgi Porter. Dear God, who is she? Who is she? No, nobody, I'm afraid. Absolutely nobody at all. Uh, 84850, Oh <coughs> Dear. Oh, and then there's two girls in the paper today. I hasten to add they're American... And they've had boob jobs, which is great. Their father has done the boob job, OK? I think that's somewhat pervy, I'm afraid. I don't think that's normal. Your father, he happens to be a surgeon, but even so. Your father doing your daughter's, his, his children's boob jobs? Um, I don't think so. It doesn't, doesn't sit well with me, I'm afraid. does not sit well. Lenny Henry in the paper. Stop the cruel attacks on comic relief. It's a lifesaver. It might be Lenny. But, you know, everybody has the best feelings at heart. The trouble is, they should have made sure, and the person who's running it said, you know, we we, we bow to public demand. You have to. If you're going to start investing in arms companies, and you're going to start investing in tobacco companies, you need to get your house in order. Because the danger could be that people go, we don't want to give to comic relief. You know, if that's what they're investing in, I don't know how people are bothered by that. I don't know if people are affected by it. I'm not too sure if it makes any difference who they invest with. I mean, I've got, in, I've got investments with, with the bank. I don't know which companies they invest in. I've got no idea. I just, I just give it to them, and uh, hopefully they try and make me a lot of money throughout the year. So far, they're doing OK, but I, I don't know who they're investing in. They might be investing in arms companies. I, wouldn't, I really wouldn't know. Perhaps I should check. But uh, I tend to think it's somebody else knows all about that. Uh, 84850, Martin on the M4. Be careful, it's very misty out there. Says, I did watch the Jack Whitehall programme with his father. A load of contrived rubbish. About as funny as a wet weekend in Blackpool. No, to be honest with you, a wet weekend in Blackpool is hilarious. That's very funny, because they're all out there getting drowned, which is great news. But the programme is just unfunny. Jack Whitehall is just unfunny. I don't know why on earth anybody ever told him he was funny. He's not funny at all. He was never funny. And his father is even sadder. Two people in the same family, both desperately unfunny. Very sad and tragic. 18 past four. Morning, everybody. 21 minutes past four. Ofsted, are they right to blame teachers for poor performing schools? And why are still... Why still are we so behind with dementia care? Amazing. Over the past few days, they've talked about nothing but dementia in the papers and how it affects some people. And you're all going to know somebody. By the time the year is out, you'll know somebody, somebody, a relative or a friend or a neighbour who's got the, the onset of dementia. Not great. And as you've just heard, Heston Blumenthal, the Michelin-starred chef, restaurants include the Fat Duck and dinner at the Mandarin Oriental will be in. We did him for in conversation a short while ago. He cooked for me. Wonderful. He brought in this special food. It was food that looked like something, but it, it wasn't. It tasted completely different. I can't really describe it to you, but it was, it was very clever. Like Heston a lot. A lot. A lot. Um, gadget. Competition. Nice one today. Nice one yesterday. Nice one day before. Every day, going up to Christmas, and I guarantee Christmas delivery. I guarantee it. The latest gadget in your hand. Uh, yesterday, Gabby Clark from London. <coughs> Huge round of applause, Gabby. Won herself a Pebble smartwatch by correctly identifying that Mary and Joseph uh, arrived in Bethlehem from Nazareth. That well-known disco town of Nazareth. The player de louche of the, of the age, I think. And so, well done, Gabby, correctly. She got the Pebble smartwatch today. 
The Acer Aspire Laptop. Mm. I like the idea of this one. I like laptops, and the simple reason I like laptops is because the whole family can share it. If it's a watch, it's, it's personal to one person. This Acer Aspire Laptop is a great all-rounder. Uh, it could be nestling on your lap on Christmas Day. I'll guarantee Christmas Day delivery. One lucky person will win the Acer Aspire V5 laptop just by answering this question correctly. And if you don't know this one, I'm going to come round and personally slap your legs. You will know this one. You know this one because we've talked about it on the programme. London's Trafalgar Square Christmas tree is traditionally given by which country? Come on! This one is so apropos to this programme. London's Trafalgar Square Christmas tree is traditionally given by which country? To enter, text the word gadget, follow by your answer, and send it to 84850. So you need the name of the country, then you text the word gadget, put the name of the country in, and send it to 84850 before 7 o'clock this morning. Text costs £1.50, plus your standard network rate. If you text after the closing time, you won't be entered, but may still be charged. We play across the LBC network. Full terms and conditions online at lbc.co.uk. Diana says, uh, if, I'm so glad you've got some of that kill cough. Yes, it's got a funny taste to start with, and then it's got, a, it's got quite a, a nice... T- I can't read it. It's got active ingredients on here. Seems OK, fair enough. It says it's got uh, something called... Uh, Ipacacuana, which used to be in cough mixture when we were when we were kids. Did you see the Lidl ad I said? Yes, diabetic socks. I didn't know there were such things. Yeah, there are. They make socks for diabetics. They advertise them in all the magazines. To be honest with you, I mean, I, I, as you know, I change my socks daily, so I'm not particularly bothered about um, about diabetic socks. It's like diabetic chocolate. I always say to people, if you're diabetic, just eat normal chocolate. Diabetic chocolate is like a laxative. You don't, you don't really want to take it. Alison says, last time you had uh, a cough, you used turmeric. How come you're not doing that? Because I gave it to a friend of mine. And we're doing quite well, actually. The, the cough has definitely got a lot better. Throat, awful lot better. I think today should see it off. And I've been using some Sudafed to try and dry my nose up. But I discovered one tablet was blooming useless. So I took two. Judith says, I've now discovered you. I can listen on my iPhone. We've moved out to the sticks and I was feeling... Really deprived of your dulcet tones. Feel not deprived anymore, Judith. You're part of the fold. It's nice to know that more people tune in at four o'clock in the morning. It's phenomenally, phenomenally successful at four in the morning. Must be the whole capital waking up or everybody at the four o'clock going click. And there it goes. And as they say, that's the spike to end all spikes. That's what they call it. I don't understand what they're talking about. I really have no idea at all. Uh, 84850, uk. Uh, one here says, you're still taking Manuka honey. Uh, I have taken Manuka honey. I think, though, with this, with all these things, if you take it all the time, it ceases to have an effect. It's like certain tablets. But uh, it says, why would you go to Poundland to buy some cough mixture? Uh, because it's a pound. And because it's called Kill Cough and because somebody recommended it, so I thought we've got nothing to lose by trying it. And to be honest with you, I, I, they, they do lots of cough mixtures in Poundland. I didn't think they did, but they do lots of cough mixtures. And so this one is Kill Cough, spelt with a K. Both sides. K-I-L-K-O-F. And I looked for it, and uh, I thought, might as well, it's only a quid, isn't it? Saves four or five pounds. I normally have a diabetic cough mixture. And to be honest, that doesn't seem to do anything for me at all. I've tried loads, I've tried everything over the years. The only thing that uh, used to work for colds for me was this uh, tablet, Benelin. Benelin used to do tablets night and day. Then they stopped doing them. I was bereft. Bereft was the only tablet that ever worked. You know, everybody's got something they use, and they go, I swear by this. I swear by this tablet, or I swear by this particular thing. 
And I swore by Benelin day and night tablets. I wish I'd bought up the entire country's stock because it worked for you. You took a tablet in the morning, uh, you know, for sort of early morning. Then he did one lunchtime, one in the afternoon, and then an evening nighttime tablet. And it normally cleared it up in 24 hours for me because in this business, you don't want to get a cold. You don't want to get a cold. You don't want to get a sore throat. You don't want to get the sniffles. You don't want to get anything like that. Because don't work, don't get paid. It's a bit like being a tube driver, I suppose. You never don't want to work over Christmas, find somebody else to come in for 350 quid. Everybody's amazed. The amount of people I've told how much tube drivers get. And people have said, really? I think we'll go and apply for a job there. So you've only got to hang on to a handle. It can't be that difficult, can it? Everybody else seems to manage it. It's obviously something that people can, uh, can learn. Uh, Mark says, what happened to the free podcast? There wasn't one. I'm not sure if there's going to be one today either. It depends, really, on, on how, the, how the throat holds up. It holds up, you know, for a certain amount of time. But this isn't like doing any other programme. This is chat, chat, chat all the way through. So it might be by the end of the programme at 6.30 that I'm sounding a little bit, you know, hello, a little bit sort of James Bond and stuff like that. James Bond. Uh, 84850, steve at Um Do have a go for the competition. I think that's quite nice, the Acer Aspire laptop. Especially if you manage to get it for for one pound fifty, I think that's that's really really good. And then you can either give it away to somebody as a Christmas present, or you could eBay it. I always say say to somebody if it's worth a bit of money, and we've got prizes every day, every day up until Christmas, and I'm guaranteeing Christmas delivery. I'm guaranteeing Christmas delivery. So there you go. Eight four eight five zero Steve at lbc.co.uk. Um, another one here. This is... For, I'm trying to weave everything in this morning, actually. Let's try, let's try to sort them through as quickly as possible. Everybody uh, saying, yes, I've also tried this this kill-off. I've never even heard of it before. Never even heard of it. But once you taste it, you do recognise... I'm going to sneeze again. You do recognise it. At, at, <coughs> at, <coughs> another one? <coughs> Thank you. <sighs> Always threes. Always three. Thank you, bless you. We used to say Gesundheit years ago. <laughs> so, Lenny Henry in the paper. The British man who fought against US extradition for eight years has turned out to be a compulsive liar. And he's now finally admitted, yes, he did do it. So, wasted eight years. Stupid man, I'm afraid. And so, uh, he pleaded guilty at a federal court hearing. He'll be sentenced in March. And uh, to Lisa. Seeking solace in Christmas carols, they say. Well, we're not really sure about that. And there's a paramedic here in the paper who groped a semi-conscious woman in an ambulance who's facing jail in one of the first prosecutions of its kind. I mean, you'd at least trust paramedics, wouldn't you, in the back of an ambulance? Actually, I don't think I've ever been in the back of an ambulance. Never, ever. I've never had an ambulance called. I've never been, been that ill, I suppose. But you don't expect to get in there and somebody... He's, he said, I groped the patient's breasts in the back of, a, in back of an ambulance. Dear me. Slightly worrying. We'll come round to that a little bit later on this morning. If you've just woken up, it's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's LBC 97.3, and the time now is 4.30. LBC 97.3. Text 84850. Tweet at LBC 973. This is London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen. You can't believe it, can you? After Jess terminally challenged and mentally out to lunch sort of tweeted about Kim Jong-il, rest in peace, stupid woman. Now it turns out that Mel B, one of the Spice Girls, is going to spend the festive break with a Rwandan war crime suspect president, a man who's been accused of political oppression and aiding genocide. 
Fantastic. Well done, you. Well done, Melanie. You dimbo. My God. Apparently she's friendly with his children, so she tweeted, we've got an amazing trip. We're staying with Paul Kagame. Fantastic. Oh, couldn't be better. Couldn't be better, love. Well done. You really are the most intelligent person we've ever bumped into. Oh, dear me. Uh, How to do Christmas for under 100 quid. It is possible, actually. The producer is a living embodiment of how cheap you can do Christmas this year. And uh, he's discovered charity shops. It's fantastic. And um, and he has he has bought me a Christmas present. He has... No, not, not for Christmas present, I know, but other times he does get... Most of his outfits come there because he's student. And uh, students or, or poets wear sort of odd clothes. I mean, I can only describe... I mean, I mean, one can only imagine what poor James, you know, when he goes home and he looks in his wardrobe. I see him as a bit as Edina, you know, in Ab Fab with a divining stick, sort of getting divine inspiration from, from an outfit, going, um, um, I'm trying to find something. And he came up with odd coloured socks. It's very odd, isn't it, really? You know, odd coloured socks. I wonder if anybody else has got any peculiarities. I mean, I suppose you would think that me throwing socks away would be a bit of a peculiarity. But that's only, the only reason I do it is because I'm diabetic and we've got to look after our feet. And once you start losing the feeling in your feet, it kind of looks a bit dangerous. A lot of, a lot of diabetics have their feet and toes amputated. And I was thinking last night in bed, I couldn't feel my feet. They, they felt quite warm, but they didn't feel as warm as I wanted them to feel. So I'm going to have to get a hot water bottle. I've decided today is going to be hot water bottle day. I had one before and then I got rid of it. So I'm going to bring it back in again. Uh, more on uh, Xboxing World chap Mike Tyson, forced to scrap a visit to plug his new book after finding he's banned from the UK because he's a convicted rapist. He spent time in, in prison. Uh, wait a minute, just going back here, how to find Christmas for under uh, under £100. And the meal, OK, this is this is how, how to do it. They, they can actually do the meal for £20.77. OK, this is frozen basted British turkey, which is 10 quid. Maris Piper Potatoes, pound eighteen. M Savers, I'm assuming this is Morrison's Savers. Carrots, parsnips, they're like a pound, 59p. Sage and onion stuffing is 15p. Gravy granules, 20p. Savers cranberry sauce, Christmas pudding, 99p. Fruitcake, pound fifty. Mince pies, blah, blah, blah. And custard, pound seventy-seven for lunch. So there's no excuses there, really. For anybody who goes, we can't afford to do Christmas. Don't be so stupid, of course you can. The drinks, pound forty-four. For this, they've done Carver Brut from Aldi, four eighty nine, uh, some Chardonnay, three ninety eight, and some extra, extra juicy lemonade for one pound fifty six. So you've got it all there. The treats would be uh, a tin of Quality Street, four pounds. Four, sorry, four pounds. That's good, isn't it, for a tin of tin of Quality Street? The decorations, uh, you can go all over the place. Poundland, pound here. Uh, in fact, in uh, in Poundland, eight. Crackers a quid. Eight crackers a quid. It's not bad, is it? And the tree, 19 quid. Six foot Norway spruce at Tesco, £12.50. It's not bad, is it? And the presents, uh, Bellini X-Bolt for men. They were, they were selling some perfume on the television this morning on Bid Channel. It was the biggest pile of rubbish you've ever seen. Even the bloke there, he, he, was, he was trying to come up with ways of describing... This cheap, horrible perfume. He's trying to make out that it's really expensive and it's something you really want. And I'm looking at it thinking, it's only one up from Toilet Duck. That's all I could think. And he's going, and this has got notes of bergamot. And he listed every single ingredient you could ever think of that goes into a perfume. And I thought, you don't know what you're talking about, mate. We're doing perfume programmes for donkey's years. He was so dim. He was real market trader, but he was, he was spouting garbage. 
And he was saying, you know, it's, it's, it's very, you know, this is really good and you get this and it's very famous and it outsells. I thought, I've never even heard of this company before. You know, terrible. Uh, Andy says it's a right pea super across Hertfordshire and North London. It's out West London too. West London's engulfed. Engulfed. So you can let him know at the, uh, the travel department how it's looking. We'll do updates from about uh, 5.15 this morning. But just let us know exactly how bad it is. Chris says, when Joey Essex was asked who was Nelson Mandela, he said, was he a sailor? He said, I'm not actually sure. Um, I'm not actually sure how how somebody gets to be that thick. I'm not sure if he is that dim. I mean, I've had people before on this program who can't spell and they purport to be adults. I mean, they really are. They were in the, they were in the leavers class because they're not, they're not too bright or intelligent. Uh, Alison says, with your very successful show, how come you're never allowed to actually quote your audience figure numbers? Um, well, I could probably quote it to you. I don't have it to hand at the moment. Hundreds of thousands of people. Hundreds of thousands. It's, it's well laid out. It's well documented. You find it all over the internet. It's not difficult to find. You can also find out how long we've been the most successful programme in London. And, uh, and the audience figures. There's graphs and everything. It's all available. It's there. Is Caring Pete still playing the Albert Hall? I do hope not. Can't think of anything. What on earth is he going to be doing? Fitting it in between his ghastly makeover programme, which is so awful. It's got worse. I watched it the other day. It was just... Du- you last five minutes and then you turn it off, I'm afraid. Alistair Yates, who's reading on our sister station this morning, says if he tries using neti pot, you stick it up, stick it up your nose, he said. Apparently Indians use it daily for hygiene. Keeps coughs and colds away. Oh. We're going we're to Google it. We want to know what it is now. Neti pot. I've never even heard of it. Never even heard of it. We shall, we, we, we shall try, Alistair. I'm always, I'm always keen to try new things. The other thing I've got to make sure is that something is suitable for a, for a diabetic. Oh, it's quite well known. You can find it very easy. Low prices on neti pot as well. Oh, my Lord above. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a piece of equipment. It's a piece of equipment. And you stick it up your nose, do you? Heavens above. I've never even seen such a thing. What, what do you put in it? Is there anything you put in it? <laughs> Here we go. Uh, unique construction. Nose buddies, large and log clip makes it easier to cleanse the nose, even if it's severely congested. A measuring spoon for salt and a measuring... Lie ideal at home when travelling. So you sort of... It becomes as part of a, a daily hygiene as brushing your teeth. Have you ever heard of such a thing? Have you ever heard... I've never heard of such a thing in my entire life. It presents congested nose... Hay fever and, and uh, sinusitis to relieve a heavy head and bring a clearer mind to the user. That's from Nose Buddy. Well, I've never heard of it before. I thought I'd heard of most things in this day and age. That's obviously one of the things I haven't heard of. Thank you for that. I should try it. Well, I won't actually, because by the time I've ordered the blooming thing and it's arrived, I probably will have got over this uh, this silly cold. But it is, it's the nose, isn't it? Whenever you have colds, it's the, it's the congestion bit. You sit there. I mean, if I've got through... Two hankies. I've got through 30 handkerchiefs in three days. And what I tend to do is, I tend to use, so every day, put two new hankies in my bag. And I, uh, I, uh, I then go home and I wash them. So I've now got about 40 handkerchiefs in the washing machine, <laughs> which have been washed and they're drying at the moment. So that's always, uh, that's always, that's always fairly good, isn't it? Alison Phillips. Wife shows Bake Off cheat where his bread is buttered. So Paul is back from Hollywood, having lost his taste for those fancy foreign tarts. And then spotted kissing his wife, Alex, who he so publicly betrayed earlier in the year. Embarrassing, really, isn't it? I feel embarrassed for her. 
embarrassed that, um, you know, she's even taken this uh, this dirty dog back again, I'm afraid. You know, men cheat, and then they go, oh, I love you, really. They don't. That's why they cheated in the first place. Makes my flesh creep, I'm afraid. And uh, and they proved all of the critics wrong. It's one mel of a mess. This is Melanie Sykes. An embarrassment to everybody. Poor old Melanie, never mind. And also not very pleasant, I'm afraid. Up on that assault charge, which is not so good. So accepted a caution. I mean, it was, it was the most public communication, you know, since they, you know, she was tweeting bits and posted pictures of her in her underwear. I mean, you know, you sort of look at it and you think to yourself, a little bit too much action there. Phil says maybe Peter Andre is actually doing a makeover of the Albert Hall. I hope not. Judging by some of the other ones he's done, they're ghastly. Ghastly. Well done, Sir Bradley Wiggins. He felt humble to be knighted. Yes, I was a bit surprised for riding a bicycle. You know, nowadays they knight you for any other. The Queen's probably thinking, who on earth is it? Bradley Wiggins, ma'am. Sorry? Bradley Wiggins. What does he do? He bicycles. Oh. Princess Anne bicycled. Yes, they all did. And he was officially honoured by the Queen. And she goes, da-da-da, da-da-da, and then he stands up and that's it. And then you've got the knighthood. They do hand them out all over the place, don't they? All over the place. Oh, it's nice. The Northern Lights, dancing across... If you've never seen the Aurora Borealis, you should see it. It's worth, it's worth going to. I, w- I would suggest, I would have suggested some time ago, uh, watching that nice DVD, which was brought out by Patsy from Absolutely Fabulous. Joanna Lumley brought this thing out. And then it turned out it was dummied up at the end. It wasn't actually the Northern Lights. It was dummied up in a, in a studio. It was created. And I was a bit disappointed about the whole thing, because I loved the programme. I loved it. I love the Northern Lights. I feel quite proud to say I've seen them. I've seen the Northern Lights. There's some poor uh, student here who was attacked for looking like Harry Potter. He was celebrating his 21st birthday at Cambridge University's Pembroke College, but the politics student was surrounded by a gang of eight or nine yobs as he parted in the city set. This is Cambridge for you nowadays, ladies and gentlemen. The yob culture capital. He said, they started to laugh about the gown and made a remark about Harry Potter. I was punched on the right side of my head and I fell to the ground. Isn't it absolutely disgusting? Absolutely awful. It comes from Los Angeles. Anyway, police have released a CCTV. They will get these people. They spend prison, time in prison over Christmas. Ghastly people. What are these yobs in Cambridge? You want to go out there, don't you? It's that the, the man I mentioned earlier on, the paramedic who groped the patient's breasts. Before he came to a disciplinary... He resigned. He admitted it. He couldn't do much about it. It was caught on CCTV. In the back of ambulances, they have CCTV. And he was caught putting her hand on his groin. He's quite clearly some pervert. And so he's, he's, he's resigned, quite clearly. And he was bailed to return for sentencing on Jan the 24th. I mean, I would, I would think a custodial sentence. That's what the, uh, the judges said to him. But, uh, you know, this poor student battered for looking like Harry Potter in Cambridge, where they've got loads of students all the time. There's students walking around in Cambridge and this bunch of yobbos. Once they actually get their age from 18 to 22, so they've got them down to a pack. They must know who they are because every town centre will catch these people. So they don't actually specifically get them at that point. They'll have seen them congregating somewhere else. So they will be they will be in court and they will be in, uh, in prison as soon as possible. Ghastly little toe rags, honestly. Brett says, in fairness to home shopping channel presenters, I used to work for QVC, and the way we auditioned presenters was to get them to talk about a pencil for ten minutes. He says, pass that and you can earn 50 grand a year. Only if you shift the goods. Only if you shift the goods. It's not difficult on QVC. I, t- I watched the other day, Ideal World. They've got that dreadful woman on there who advertises fleeces. Not fleeces, she's got Sally... Sally... No, not Sally Jacks. No, no, she's... No, she's actually... Oh, what? Sally Jacks is like a harridan from the market. I don't know where she's coming from. But, uh, no, it's another woman. 
can't remember her name now. She's very infuriating. She does these things and, and she, you just want to just say, just sit down and, and shut up. She's very infuriating. She sells Moira C, her name is. Moira C. If ever you've seen her, you seriously want to commit suicide. You really, she's so annoying. She really is absolutely annoying. <laughs> she's terrible. I was watching a bit of that the other day and she was advertising her sort of, uh, her, her tat on the television and it sells. And then a little, little camp boy on Ideal World who's advertising a bullet, which looks good. I think the producer's got one of these things. <coughs> Excuse me, where you put, um... Uh, a load of vegetables in or fruit or something like that and you push the button and it whizzes it up into a into a juice and so they did one the other day which has got spinach strawberries uh mango and something else i can't remember what the other thing was it's probably a vital ingredient and then they whizzed it up and it turns into this green revolting looking thing but apparently according to camp boy on the program it tasted really nice he's very camp he has to be. He has. He's very, very camp. A lot of them on these shopping channels are very camp. All this sort of so, so dreadfully market traderish. You think they're probably gay as well, but they have to sell rubbish. And the whole idea is, if you can sell something, I've got friends who work on it, and uh, you have to describe something for twenty minutes. I've seen people die on their proverbial when they come up with rubbish, like like the bloke flogging the cheap tap perfume the other day, and it was called something like Jean Luc Dupont. Well, I mean, pff, who's ever heard of it? Answer nobody. It's tap that's sitting in a warehouse. They get it really cheap. It's offloaded, and they go, we're doing a warehouse clearance, so we put new stuff in. No, you bought this rubbish in the first place, and uh, you're flogging it on to poor people who don't know any differently. And some of the rubbish, oh, some of it is so ghastly. Actually, most of the rubbish, I think, is QVC on the makeup side of it. Oxetane, or whatever that is. Oh, it's, we got a shop like that in Richmond, I can't bear the smell. Horrible, but people seem to like it. Can't understand anything. James reckons that the best thing for a cough, X-lax. Because then he said, you're too frightened to cough. LBC 97.3 This is London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen Certainly is London's biggest early morning breakfast show It's nice to have your company Don't forget between now and Christmas Day Every day a gadget competition Today your chance to win after Gabby Clark won herself a uh, pebble smartwatch She knew that Mary and Joseph came from Nazareth to Bethlehem Today an Acer Aspire laptop. <laughs> what more can I tell you? I'm guaranteeing delivery for Christmas Day. And this one could be nestling on your lap for Christmas morning. You can either keep it for yourself, be terribly selfish, give it away as a Christmas present, or you could, or you could sell it. One lucky person will win the Acer Aspire V5 laptop this morning, but you need to know the answer to this question. You should know. Listeners to this programme should know this answer immediately. London's Trafalgar Square Christmas tree is traditionally given by which country? The Christmas tree in Trafalgar Square, given by which country? To enter, text the word gadget. Very important. You text the word gadget, then your answer, and send it to 84850 before 7 o'clock this morning. Text costs pound fifty plus your standard network rate. If you text after the closing time, you won't be entered but may still be charged. We play across the LBC network. Full terms and conditions online at lbc.co.uk. Other stories in the uh, the papers today. I'll try to... Actually, wait a minute, just... Sorry, move this here. I've got so many papers I didn't get my hands on. Nice picture on the front of the, the mail of Dave, a flirty Dane, and a selfie that left Mrs Obama very unamused. They all thought they were being sort of quite funny. This is a, 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 a tribute to Nelson Mandela. God knows what they were thinking about. Fussy shoppers are a major cause of food waste, Tesco claimed the other day. 
Apparently, you know, people sort of... We do throw a lot of food away, don't we? I myself throw a lot of food away. And it's only because... I mean, I went the other day. I bought some yoghurt, some, some yoghurt, some prune yoghurt. Because I like, I like prunes and I like yoghurt. And Marks and Spencer's do prune yoghurt. And so I bought it. I, I go to the fridge last night thinking, I'll, I'll just fancy a prune yoghurt. I just fancy a prune yoghurt. And it was about three days out of date, so I'd throw them away. Furious. Now, this is very interesting, because uh, somebody just said to me, Benelin day and night tablets you can buy on eBay. Now, I know that these are banned. I know that they took them off sale. So I'm quite curious to discover how they're on sale on eBay. They, they were taken off. Now, whether or not... See, the trouble is, eBay, these might be copies. These might be placebo tablets. I've got no idea. All I know is, you go to any chemist and ask for Benelin day and night, and they were taken off sale. Ages ago. I've not had them for over a year. So somebody selling them is slightly dodgy as far as I'm concerned. I'm not uh, not totally happy with that at all, I'm afraid. And I do know that there's lots of fakes. And I do know that they can fake medicine. They can fake just about anything. Fake anything nowadays. So uh, I'm, an, I'm inclined not, not to go there, I'm afraid. Have you done your Christmas cards? Have you done your Christmas cards yet? I've not finished mine. Teacher caught half-naked with a boy of 17. Could be back in the classroom in two years. Uh, she, uh, this is, uh, Epi Sprung Dawson. She admitted having sex with Matthew Robinson, who was 17 at the time of the offence, and was found unfit to teach. Now, I'm, I'm obviously out on a limb on this one, because I just look on them as two people. I know that they say it's a betrayal of trust, but I mean, as far as I'm concerned, she, she doesn't look 27, he's a big 17, let me tell you. I mean, he's, you know, he's a big lad, he's supposed to know, and, um... So even though she was placed on the sex offenders register, she could be back in again within two years' time. Do you remember years ago, people used to complain about it. I thought the whole idea was that this, this Mrs. Robinson saga, you know, is, is the kind of thing that people were into. I know it's illegal. I quite understand that. I understand where, where people are coming from. But I don't quite understand why. You're going to ban her and then she's back in the classroom in two years' time. shouldn't imagine the pupil complained about it. He'd be the last one complaining. But uh, it's, they say, last night the teenager's mother, he's 17. He's built like the brick outhouse. She says, sprung daughter, we'd give a little more than a slap on the wrist, not a punishment. Well, you know, they were obviously attracted to each other. What do you do if you're attracted to somebody? Luckily, I fancy nobody around here at all. Could, all right, a couple of people. All right, three. Uh, yeah. <laughs> three, three people. But, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's ridiculous. Cherie Robinson, the mother, said, if she's potentially allowed to go back to teaching after two years, what's to stop her from doing something like this again? What indeed? What indeed? I should imagine it's probably very likely. I don't know. You can't explain your feelings for somebody, can you? You really can't. What's funny now is that they identified the boy, so people are going to be taking the mickey out of him at school because of what his mother said. Ooh, she just got a slap on the wrist, and he's going to be going, guess who I had sex with? You know, that's how it works, isn't it? Kids are like that nowadays. Terrible. Um, I just heard a listener... Uh, asking about audience figures. And uh, Paul says if they Google digital spy forums, LBC, they will come across a message board discussing presenters and topics. He said, uh, kindly provided by Mr Eaton. Mr. Sorry, Mr Easton. Sorry, Mr Eaton. <laughs> uh, 84850. He said, you have to have a thick skin. It's got nothing to do with LBC or Global. So there you go. Uh, that's, where the, uh, that's where the audience figures are. So you can. it's not difficult to find. It really isn't difficult to find. They're all well-documented, well well-documented. Well At the end of yesterday's show, 
says Paul in Manchesterford. You were asking if I knew. Have there ever been a female compare? The answer is yes and no. It's no to the main show. Though for many years now, ladies have presented segments of the show. It's usually a comedian or all a male entertainer like Bruce, Jimmy and co who anchor the whole thing. But yes to something called the Children's Royal Variety Performance. Uh, hosted. Uh, it, only one took place in 81. Hosted by, and you'll love this, he said, Anthea Turner, which might explain why it doesn't appear to have surfaced again, possibly on the vaults, along with It's a Royal Knockout. Yes, ghastly Anthea Turner. She's coming back, though, isn't she? She's had to grovel to get back onto television. Nobody's interested in Anthea Turner. You, the public, aren't remotely interested. I've I'm, I'm come to that conclusion straight away. It's quite funny, really. Um, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Owen, not very keen on netty pots. I have to be honest, I've never heard of shoving water up your nose before, but there you go. <laughs> Always willing to try something new. Uh, 84850. <laughs> That's a terrible gag, isn't it? Have you seen that one? Oh, dear. Uh, 84850. You're absolutely right. You're not legally supposed to, or indeed allowed medically, to treat members of your family, be they siblings, mum and your father or your son and daughter. Well, you can, I think, if you're a cosmetic surgeon. And that's why, <coughs> in America, this cosmetic surgeon is, uh, is changing his daughter's breasts. They're having breast enlargement. Brian in Hampton Hill says, uh, Sir Stephen Allen sounds quite good. Yeah, I, could, I could go for that. I could go for that. Would you be willing to accept a knighthood? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Dan says, how does QVC sell any beauty products when their models promote it? That's a wrinkly... I don't want my wife morphing into Blanche from the Golden Girls. God, blimey. I'd have absolutely anybody from the Golden Girls. They're not old at all on QVC. They're very good. They're there to, to promote and sell stuff. And they shift tons. They shift tons. Don't ever, don't ever think that they're not, they're not selling a lot. Another one here says, um, Rob in Luton. He says, let's be honest. If you look like Harry Potter and you're American, you deserve a slap. We should deport him for impersonating a wizard. I think the sooner we catch the people responsible, and they will catch them, and they will be they will be caught in in prison. Uh, what are the earners for 2013? The Christmas earners. Christmas two weeks away. Uh, Noddy Holder not worried. He's earned half a million pounds in royalties for 2013 alone, and uh, and the total could swell by a further three hundred thousand by the 25th. These are the people. Jonah Louis stopped the cavalry. This is what they've earned. In 2013, in royalties, £13,000. Is that the one that goes, Hey, Mr Churchill, come and sit here. Uh, E17. Why don't you stay another day? Be some... the, the only unattractive group in the history next to Little Mix. £30,000 they brought in. So I think Tony Mortimer will be uh, laughing for that one. The Pretenders. And I would work 5,000 miles and I would work 500 more. £45,000, that's earned them. Shaken Stevens. Snow is falling all around us. Children playing, having fun. 53 grand. Band-Aid. Do they know it's Christmas time? Do, 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 do. Uh, Cliff Richard. Mistletoe and wine. Children singing Christian rhymes. 50, no, 98,000 pounds. That's got him. Wham. Last Christmas I gave you my heart. That's a 301,000. That's a big jump in it from Cliff Richards, 98, to 301,000. Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas is you, 347,000. The Pogues, I don't know how that one goes, actually. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
We got bow da da bow da bow bow da da bow da 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 da. All right. Fairy tale of New York, three hundred eighty-six thousand. But Slade's Merry Christmas already five hundred and twelve thousand pounds. That's the one that's done done the most. Doesn't it infuriate you? Does it not infuriate you? No, I love it. <coughs> we do like those uh, those sort of songs. We do like the. There's been nothing decent out for Christmas for ages and ages. There's nothing nothing new apart from apart from hymns and carols and stuff like that, which we play at at Christmas time. I love it. I, I love Christmas music. I'm very, very, very big into Christmas music. I like things like that. Very good into it. So I've decided that I'm giving up with the uh, the Benelin cold tablets because if they were taken off sale a long time ago, then um, I've decided I, I, I don't want to uh, to go there. Just in case. Just in case. You don't want to sort of... Uh, you don't want to sort of risk it, do you, really, I'm afraid? Uh, 84850. Paul says, I worked at shop... Renata's shopping channel back in 1990. My first unpaid TV job and I fell asleep on the set. It was so dull. Needless to say, I decided not to stay and went onto the main building in Manchester where I began my career. Making me giggle listening to us. There were so many stories coming out of shop, including one, the cleaner who walked onto the set as we were going live. And Debbie Jones, who called something a piece of old tat while still recording. Wayne has worked every shopping channel for years. Yes, some people seem to be quite into it, don't they? They like that. They like doing that kind of selling. We've got a number of people who listen to this pro. Quite a number of people who listen to this program who work the shopping channels. I'm not one of them. I'm not one of them. I couldn't sit there and describe a pencil for ten minutes trying to flog it to you. But uh, most people now know how they work and they they spend a lot of money. QVC, as I say, is phenomenally successful. I mean, it really is. That I wouldn't like to imagine what their turnover is a year. Millions, millions, and millions and millions. Bid TV probably does well because they're selling tat, the kind of thing that people obviously want in their homes at Christmas. Not me, thank you very much indeed. News at five is next. LBC 97.3. Text 84850. Tweet at LBC 973. This is London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen. So it is the happiest programme on the radio, bar none. Foggy and Maidenhead, says Dorman Dom. Foggy everywhere today. Just be careful if we're out in the, in the burbs, because it's very foggy out there. Looking forward to uh, Harry Hill this week. So a number of people. He's going to be with Joe Brand for In Conversation. And somebody suggested, what about John Lennon? So this is Christmas. Didn't feature. Didn't feature on that list. You would have thought it would have done, wouldn't you? I would have thought that would have made a lot of money in royalties, but it's Noddy Holder who gets the most. I think he, he wrote it, didn't he? So here it is, Merry Christmas. He doesn't tour with Slade. They fell out years ago, and so the group tour, but without him, and yet he was the distinctive voice of Slade. Uh, Topping the Christmas list, and the one that uh, features on the list of all the little children who've written to Dear Santa. That's what I want for Christmas. What is the toy they want for this Christmas? What is that perennial toy? Lego. Absolutely Lego. They want Lego. Kids want Lego. I mean, we were very happy with a bag full of Lego years ago. We just had the old red and white. I know now they do all different colours, but the red and white Lego was absolutely super. It was really, really nice. The Xbox was the only gadget to make an appearance. Dolls proving a hit with Monster High characters and uh, I think it's Softler Talking Doll taking fifth and sixth place. Peppa Pig, very popular. Very popular, Pe- Peppa Pig, so uh, so good luck to everybody uh, for buying the Christmas presents. You need to get out there today. It's no good leaving it any much, you know, if you leave it much later, all the things that you want in the shops, they'll have sold out of. 
And you'll have disappointed children. And you don't want disappointed children at Christmas, do you? Although, on the other hand, you might want to give them an Acer Aspire laptop. He says, doing one of his slick links into our gadget giveaway for today. Every day leading up to Christmas and guaranteeing Christmas delivery. It's a bit reckless, I realise, but we are prepared to do it. Uh, For the 25th of December, the latest gadget in your hand. And today, it's the Acer Aspire laptop. This is a great all-rounder. Light, portable... Stylish, perfect for computing at home, and it could be nestling in your lap on Christmas morning. One lucky listener will win the Acer Aspire V5 laptop. Check it out. Just go on to Google, Google it, you can see exactly what it looks like. It's a lovely piece of kit. And all you need to do is answer this question correctly. London's Trafalgar Square Christmas tree comes from which country? It's traditionally given to us every year as a gift. So the Christmas tree in Trafalgar Square, where does it come from? Come on, you should know that one. Text the word gadget, then your answer, and send it into 84850. So it's gadget, then your answer, and send it into 84850 before 7 o'clock this morning. Text costs pound fifty plus your standard network rate. If you text after the closing time, you won't be entered, but may still be charged. We play across the LBC network. Full terms and conditions online at lbc.co.uk. Columnist in the mail today, Sarah Vine. Is that what's it, Vine's wife? Is that... Somebody Is that somebody famous? Is somebody famous? We can't remember who it is, actually. She's talking about David... Sorry? Michael Goh's wife. Oh, okay. And uh, she's talking about Christmas. It's parents who drive me crackers. She likes David Beckham. She says he's a touchline saint. Because every time somebody says, can I have a picture taken, uh, he obliges. Well, that's what he's in the business of, Sarah. Don't know why you'd be surprised by that. I never understand columnists who write something that, you know, is patently obvious. He's in the business of wooing over the public. Because if he wasn't popular... He wouldn't get any of these contracts, so he has to do it, whether he wants to do it or not. He just stands there and poses. He's a simple boy. He stands there and poses. Somebody says, you know, I have a picture taken. And so he's, he's charming. That's what the business is. He's in the business of selling Beckham. I don't, don't appear to understand that bit, which is a shame. Uh, Jamie is still our number one at Christmas on the bookshelves. Best mince pies, though, this year, I'm afraid. I've got to be... He- I say I'm afraid. I'm not afraid about it at all. They were delicious. Heston Blumenthal's in, in the Waitrose range. Definitely. And we love his, uh, his mousse, his lychee mousse and strawberry. That's absolutely delicious. Absolutely delicious. Um, another one here. This is a pensioner who ran down her violent husband in a Nissan Micra after suffering years of domestic abuse, has avoided jail after a judge heard that the troubled couple still love each other. Oh, God, don't you just hate people who waste court time? And uh, who is who is copycatting? It's two people that go out uh, in similar dresses. And so they've got Kate, and then they've got different people wearing the same dress. Because people see a dress. So if, if Kate, Duchess of Cambridge, goes out wearing a, a particular dress, people see it and they go, oh, I like that. And they will then go out and, and buy it. And they, they've listed the Kardashians... There's people who will wear a dress and people will actually go out and, and copy it. I don't know why. I've never quite... I suppose it's... I, suppose, I mean, I remember seeing a pair of sunglasses on a model once and thinking, I like those sunglasses, and I tracked them down on the internet. And I bought them. They were about £320 for a pair of sunglasses. And the blasted screw fell out on the side. I was absolutely gutted. So I've still got, I've still got to put them back together again. Uh, Steve says, Joan, you could get Pam Ayres to write a funny Christmas poem. Gary Barlow could then put it to music. Yes. Uh, do you need to leave your name and address in your competition text? No, we have your phone number. So, don't need to worry about that. And uh, an, an ex-policeman 
It's in the paper today. He was sacked from his council's anti-social behaviour combat team after he repeatedly flicked a female colleague's ears. Lord, I've never heard of such a thing. Anyway, Debbie Chadwick Edgar turned and punched Ian Napier after one incident, but then lodged a grievance that he had assaulted her. She also accused teammates of shunning her and admitted calling them two rude words. Uh, Mrs Chadwick Edgar said Mr Napier, a former firearms officer, flicked her on the ear over the back of the head up to 12 times over five or six weeks. He later lost his job with the anti-social behaviour team with Swindon Council and went on to claim unfair dismissal. It's hilarious, isn't it? Don't you just love councils? I love them. So anyway, it all moves on down there a pace in Swindon, the millionaire's playground. And a policeman seen punching a student in the face during an emergency protest will not face disciplinary action. No idea why. Apparently. I don't know if you saw it the other day. It was one of these television programmes where they show you... Uh, this was Russia and a supermarket. I wasn't even aware they had supermarkets in Russia, but this particular one, there were a couple of drunk boys, and the um, and the drunk boys were very drunk, and there was one security guard, and he was trying to clear them off. Out, you go, you go, you're drunk, get out, get out. And one of these, uh, one of the drunk boys' friends, punched the security guard in the face. Well, the next thing, all hell broke loose as security guards piled onto these lads like there was no tomorrow. It was it was quite wonderful to see, to be honest with you. Russian brutality at its worst. And uh, they were kicking the living daylights out of them. They went down and they stayed down. They didn't get up again. They don't mess in Russia, do they? There's no messing around at all. I find it quite quite disheartening, really. In, uh, you know, in, in retrospect. Uh, here's one. Uh, which says, uh, I bought Benelin cough and cold in all one relief tablets in Boots yesterday. Um, these are Benelin cough and cold all tablets. The ones that they're selling have been taken off sale. I don't know whether or not they've done a different formula, but they definitely uh, definitely have taken the first ones off. I know, because I tried to get them, because I thought they were brilliant. And apparently there was an ingredient in there which had to be taken off. The best thing, as far as I was concerned. Uh, The only time I've ever been in an ambulance, says Diana, was when I was nine and rushed to Tolworth Isolation Hospital, suffering with polio. An extraordinary thing I discovered whilst whizzing through Richmond Park with blues and twos in use was that one can see clearly out of the ambulance darkened windows. I can still remember being able to see the deer in the park, and that's about all I can remember for being so ill during that national polio epidemic of the 54s. Thanks to the swift diagnosis and action of my GP from the urgent phone call from my dad, Dr Swan, Donald's father, I'm still here to tell the tale. Good for you. Good for you. I've never been in an ambulance. I always thought that you could see out. In the same way, I was always told that um, if an ambulance is going along the roads and the person inside... Uh, has a relapse and they die, they turn the sound off and they just leave the, the lights on. Because there's, there's no point, you don't need to go any, you don't need to go any fast. Shirley T says, uh, Steve, on the subject of singing, don't give up the day job. I thought I was fairly good, actually. I'm, one of my better, one of my better efforts, Shirley. I thought, mind you, I thought I was always alone in things like that. Uh, are you watching The Real Housewives of New Jersey? I've not seen one of those for ages, Simon. I do love them. It all started, started with the Housewives of Orange County, who we thought were very funny and very bitchy, and nobody likes each other, which I think is even more hilarious. And then I've watched the Housewives of Beverly Hills, the Housewives of New York, the Housewives of Massachusetts, the Housewives of wherever it happens to be, the moon. And they've all got the same. They all think that they're being terribly sophisticated, whereas, in fact, they're all so common. 
Some of them might have money, but they've got no idea how to behave. Not a clue, but I find it very, very addictive. I really find them addictive. I watch these women's lives. One of them, I think, is, is called the Baroness, because she's married to a, to a count, I think, and uh, she, she's quite good. But they all look down their noses at each other. And some of them, I think Kelsey Grammer's ex-wife has got the best house I've ever seen. I mean, when they walked through, I thought they were walking through a hotel lobby. The, it, it's so big, it's all marble, marble stairs going... And seriously, I thought they were, were walking through a hotel lobby. And then they go into the kitchen. I thought, in all these American houses, they've got lovely sitting rooms, uh, normally two sitting rooms. Formal sitting room, family sitting room. And, and then the kitchens are quite small, so you go into Kelsey Grammer's kitchen. I mean, it's big compared to what, what we've got here, but even so, by American standards, to me, it looked quite tiny. But I find the programmes absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It's, it's one of the best in, inventions, and I quite like the bloke who, who presents it. He seems to drag the best out of them. They're horrible. They're all going to age so badly. They've all had cosmetic surgery. They've all got badly bleached hair. Nothing worse than badly bleached hair, is there? Um... Other stories which are in the papers for today. This is uh, parents who pay tutors like Davina. And she's a super tutor. Her name's Davina Langdale. She gets paid £1,500 an hour. One and a half thousand. So that parents can turn their little darlings into geniuses. And they offer perks as well. Yacht trips, exotic holidays, all sorts of nice things. So that their kids get the best education that there is. It's amazing, isn't it, really? It's absolutely amazing. So 1,500 quid an hour, and she does crash cramming for them, which is, uh, which is brilliant, provided you've got the money. Don't have the money, you're in big trouble. Quarter past five. Favourite mince pies, Heston Blumenthal's this year. Bar none, bar none. We've tried them all. We've tried M&S. We've tried Waitrose's other things. I've tried Aldi's. I've tried Iceland. I've tried Poundlands, but I'm sure they must do them. No, the best ones are Heston's. They, he's sort of open mince pies. They're really delicious. I haven't tried them with custard. And they, but if, if you bring them in the studio, that's the one the boys go for. They like those ones a lot. Uh, so Heston will be joining Nick to review the papers for today. Because he's... Now, I can't remember. He told me last time, is he closed at the Fat Duck over Christmas? I think they actually closed for a period of time. Because they're busy all year. They don't need to open Christmas. Uh, so I think he's opened up to it, but they don't do the opening Christmas Day, which a lot of places do now. It's big business. Big business opening Christmas Day because a lot of families can't be bothered to start cooking. Why do that when you can go out to a place and have it done for you? All the top London hotels will all have Christmas dinner laid on. And it varies in price, I should imagine, anything from, in, in the top London hotels, £40, £50 up to, uh, up to hundreds, depending on what you want to drink. So Nick and the team with you, with you this morning. Why are we so behind with dementia care? It's been the big story in the newspapers for the past few days, and it's so sad. So many celebrities have got to talk about their parents and the onset of dementia. I've told you that a friend of mine, his father, is suffering from dementia, and it's really getting them down, really. Because he'll be fine one minute, and then the next minute he just snaps completely. Becomes bad-tempered and uh, doesn't know what he's doing. He'll take stuff home that, you know, isn't his. It's, it's very difficult, indeed. Very, very difficult. Anyway, there is a pleasing picture in the paper today. It gladdens the heart because it's such a lineup of talent. Tom Hanks, Emma Thompson, so you know that they're from Saving Mr Banks, Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke, Colin Farrell, Kathy Baker, Bradley Whitford, and they're all there singing their hearts out, Let's Go Fly a Kite, because that's the song that they feature 
at the end of Saving Mr Banks, which you've got to go and see. It's a great, great film. It really is. It's the story of how P.L. Travers was wooed by Walt Disney, call me Walt, to, uh, to go to America and let him take Mary Poppins and put Mary Poppins on the big screen. Contrary to what everybody thought afterwards, she didn't dislike all of the film. She liked bits of it, but it was to do with Saving Mr Banks. The film had nothing at all to do, or the books had nothing at all to do with, with the children, because the, the Mr Banks character is P.L. Travis's father. She didn't know very much about. And so they all got together for this, uh, for this sing-song. And, of course, Colin Farrell, Emma Thompson and Tom Hanks are all in the film together. Colin Farrell plays the father. Emma Thompson plays P.L. Travis and Tom Hanks is Call Me Walt. And guess how old... Dame Julie is now. Dame Julie Andrews is 78. And Dick Van Dyke is 87. I mean, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable that they're still... I think that's really pleasing. Because so many other people from the, from the film have sort of disappeared and passed on to that great cloud in the sky, uh, including Walt Disney and the father and P.L. Travis as well. But to see Dick Van Dyke and Julie Andrews still there, wonderful. Because I had the, the pleasure of actually meeting Julie Andrews. Very embarrassing. Very embarrassing. You just sort of sat there with your jaw on the floor going, it's Julie Andrews. It's Julie Andrews. <laughs> doesn't, need to, doesn't get any better. Katie liked my singing. I could sing Let's Go Fly a Kite. Um, and Dave says, I'm going to get my eyes checked again as it seems that everybody else can see better than me in all this fog. I'm really... <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> oh dear. Ooh, pain in the stomach. Um, I'm really bad at night driving. I've come to the conclusion night driving is not for me. I do have to do it occasionally. I don't like it. I really don't like it. I, it frightens me, night driving. I can't see everything all the time. Um, and uh, Rosie says, Christmas is here, but we can't give a cheer as the state of the world is so severe with famine, flood, war and hate. Oh, I don't know. It's not as bad as all that. It's not as bad as all that. Uh, we're drowning in a sea of sorrow. Says Rosie. Oh, God, you're a downer today, aren't you? God, blimey, manic depressive or what? No, be a bit more positive. I know yesterday, I mean, I'm sorry, I can't look at Winnie Mandela after knowing everything about her at all. I don't want to see the woman ever again. Um, they had John Major there, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush. Charlize Theron got a huge cheer from the crowd. I wouldn't have known who she was. They'd have had to have told me. Um, the South African leader, F.W. de Klerk, and his wife, Jimmy Carter, former US president, and then Naomi Campbell. Bono. What on earth they were doing there? I've got no idea. And uh, Michelle Obama looking daggers at her husband as uh, he was sharing a, a joke with somebody. You could, the look on Michelle Obama's face says it all. Don't flirt with my husband. OK, don't flirt. That's what, that's what it looks like to me. It really is one of those looks. Sorry, you who are? You're a Dane, are you? OK, lovely. <laughs> it's just fantastic. It is just fantastic. I absolutely love it because it just, it just looks so funny. You can tell what she's thinking. And it's not good thoughts, not good thoughts. Nelson's body has been moved now, and he will lie in state. And uh, then they will open up the, the book of uh, condolences, and people could uh, can go and sign them. They'll be opening it. There's a special service down here today. I think it's at Martin in the Fields. Uh, the lavish spending of Nigella Lawson and Charles Sarchi included almost, uh, in 18 months, how much on flowers? £25,000. Small wonder there are celebrity florists. I didn't, then I sort of realised that Elton John managed to spend a small fortune on flowers for his home, some of which he wasn't even in. Was it £325,000 in a year on flowers? I mean, that's a full-time job for a florist. It's absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Stephen Pollard, political editor of The Express today, is talking about dog owners. 
who refuse to clean up. They're a foul menace. Well, what do you do? You know, I understand that because I have a, a friend of mine who has a dog. We go walking in Regent's Park and he takes a collection of carrier bags with him. So if the dog goes to the toilet, he, he picks it up and puts it in the bin. A lot of people don't. There is a guy who walks his dog uh, down by the riverside in Twickenham. He's on a disability scooter. He's, he's disabled. So he takes his dogs out for a walk. How on earth is he going to pick stuff up? He can't get on and off this blooming thing. He would need help there. So he doesn't pick it up. So I was wondering, do we have to... I mean, I, I agree that people who don't pick it up are, are you know, foul and all the rest of it. Because Kirsty Allsop was on the television the other day with her puppy, Dandy, who's a right little cutie. But dogs, you have to, you have to follow them about and you have to, to pick up the mess. And if you don't pick up the mess, then, you know, other people step in it. It's a, it's a, it's a bit... You know, it's just common sense. I see loads of people doing it. There was one guy the other day, I, I mentioned it on the programme. He was walking his dog across the zebra crossing and the dog stopped in the middle of the zebra crossing and went to the toilet. And the bloke just carried on walking. Bit of an idiot. Always a fan of your uh, show. Was intrigued to check out the audience figures. I've just found the graph online, says Mark, and wow, are you smashing the competition. Oh, yeah. Oh, bar none. Bar none. I mean, it's, it's almost like a skyrocket. Especially this year. I thought it looked particularly impressive. It looked even more impressive when you're sitting in front of a, a group of your peers. No, it's very nice. We're very happy here at LBC. Very happy. Uh, what else do we have in the paper today? Joe Brown. Remember Joe Brown? I always remember Joe Brown for Joe Brown and the Brothers. But also because he sang at George Harrison's funeral. He sat and it features on the album. He sings I'll See You In My Dreams. He's 72 now. And he topped the bill with the Beatles before they became a household name. Joe Brown has been around a long time. He says, they opened shows for me in 1962. Brian Epstein, who was their manager, wanted the boys to play big theatre, so he booked me to top the bill. By the end of 62, they were massive, and I never heard or saw them again for years. He said, then I moved to Henley-on-Thames, and I got a phone call, and it was George Harrison. He said, hello, Joe Brown, I don't know if you remember me. I'm George Harrison. And in fact, the, the new neighbours became great friends, so much so that the year before his death from cancer, age 58, Harrison was best man at Brown's second wedding because George Harrison lives or lived in the Priory, which is, as you go through Henley, you go up the hill, the other side, where I used to go out to my mum's place, and as you turn off to the left-hand side, right in front of you, is the biggest pair of gates you've ever seen in your life. Beautiful gold and black with cameras and everything. It's absolutely stunning. And the house, you cannot see. It's a former nunnery. I think it was a... Well, whatever it was. He had an underground lake. He has an underground lake. His, uh, his wife and son still live in the house. And there's an underground lake. And at Christmas time, they used to ferry people across it in little boats. It's all lit underneath. I've never been... I just know because people have told me who've, who've been there and they said it's quite, the house is quite amazing. But uh, George, So every time I used to go to Henley, first thing I'd look at would be the gates for George Harrison's house and think, he did quite well, didn't he? He did quite well. Oh, look, two, uh, two Dick and Doms who've been uh, handed an extra gag on a plate. They're doing spam a lot. They must be 190 by now, aren't they, really? Richard McCourt is 37. Good Lord. Dominic Wood, we don't know how old he is. Oh, no, so Dominic Wood is 35. And so they're both doing um, Spamalot at the moment. They're sort of children's entertainers. But as you've probably discovered over the years, some children en uh, entertainers are so old, they could be grandparents. Oh, that looks nice. I like that Christmas pudding there. 
I haven't tried Heston Blumenthal's Christmas pudding. Do you remember we had that disaster a few years ago, poor old Heston, that uh, they bring out his Christmas pudding with the surprise, which was the crystallised orange. They didn't have enough, and so then the advert hit the television, and the whole thing imploded like a... It was just a disaster, because everybody wanted the Christmas pudding. And he said, we, we, couldn't, we couldn't make them quick enough. This year, they're well prepared. I said to people, get out there and get the Christmas puddings early, because they've got the chocolate surprise. Very nice. It's LBC 97.3, 5.30 the time. LBC 97.3. Text 84850. Tweet at LBC 973. This is London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen. Just run through, actually, just during the advertisements. Some Christmas cracker jokes. And the producer didn't get any of them at all. In fact, mostly I got blank looks. You know, why did nobody bid for Rudolph and Blitzen on eBay? Because they were too dear. What kind of paper likes music? Wrapping paper. Which playwright was terrified of Christmas? Noel Coward. Oh, dear. Uh, what does Miley Cyrus have for Christmas lunch? Twerky. Are these going over your head completely? These are current Christmas cracker jokes, which, generally speaking, uh, have been described as outdated and unfunny. Well, to be honest with you, I think they're absolute rib ticklers. Uh, did you hear about the dyslexic devil worshipper? He sold his soul to Santa. No, not that one either, I'm afraid. What did the... Oh, no, no don't do that one. Uh, what happened to the man who stole an advent calendar? He got 24 days. Ridiculous, isn't it? What operating systems do advent calendars use? The answer is... Win he didn't know this one. Windows 24. I had to tell him what the answer... And uh, and uh, what do reindeers hang on their Christmas trees? Hornaments. Hornaments. I mean, because we do groan when we pick up the Christmas crackers, don't we? I think we've got good crackers this year, but I bet you anything, they're going to be absolutely dreadful jokes in there. I'll bring them in. I'll bring them in just to really, just to really ruin your, your after-Christmas parties and things like that. Uh, we had an underground lake, though the council called it a flooded cellar, said Phil. Yes, I mean, that, that reminds you of that joke, didn't it? Of that my, my, my Aunt Enid, who, um, who, uh, she's got a thing through her door, and it said, the Antiques Roadshow is in your area. If you've got any valuable items, just, uh, just let us know, and we'll, we'll come round and value them. So, dutifully, my Aunt Enid put her valuable item in the middle of the lounge, and the, the Antiques Roadshow came round, and so she said, it's amazing, isn't it? They said, um... Yeah. I said, how long have you had it? She said, oh, it's been here as long as I've known the house. He said, oh, right. And um, and so he said, I don't think it's very valuable. She said, why? He said, it's your water tank. You know, she thought it was up there. She had no idea what the blooming thing was, so she brought it all the way down again, hoping that it was going to be some money. Oh, picture of Lady Lucan uh, cutting a lonely figure. So odd, isn't it? This, this whole Lord Lucan thing has fascinated me over the years because they, they've now got ITV preparing to screen a new drama tonight. Whether or not we actually get any answers at the end of it, I don't think we will. I do love the story of, uh, of Sky Wooding's Christmas wish list. Didn't we have one of these before? Little boy writing to Father Christmas and he wanted his daddy to get better. Well, now little Sky has done the same for her father, Brett. Uh, she'd written to Santa, instead of demands for toys, a heartfelt plea begging for help. He's been diagnosed with emphysema. Comes from Dagenham. Doctors told him he needs to lose weight to prevent the chronic condition getting worse where he may need an oxygen machine to help him breathe. And in her moving letter, Sky wrote, Dear Santa, 
I want for Christmas for my dad to get healthy and to lose weight and to get well. Please help my daddy. And then she's drawn a picture of her daddy. Well, kind of a picture of her daddy. It looks like a bit of a blob going on here. Stunned by his daughter's response, uh, Brett, Brett burst into tears. He said, I thought it would be a, a list of items to get her for Christmas. It's very similar to that other one, isn't it? To that boy who wrote, saying, he said, I, I don't want any presents for Christmas. I just, I just want my daddy to be better for us. Unfortunately, his, his dad has a terminal illness. And so the, the prognosis didn't, didn't look particularly good. But again, everybody was particularly touched by that. In the same way that I bumped into some people the other day and they were saying how touched they were uh, when Bryn and Annie were talking about their experience... With Nelson Mandela, they got 15 minutes in a room, just them and him, and that was that was extremely touching, extremely touching. Everybody was very, very touched by that one. Uh, gay weddings are starting in March. They're going to be. I thought we'd had gay weddings up until now, but these will be uh, people tying the knot. They can be held in England and Wales, March the 29th. So the institution of marriage open to everybody. So as opposed to a blessing, you can now go for the for the full ceremony. Benjamin Cohen publisher of Pink News and founder of the Out for Marriage campaign, welcomed the decision, but wants to see the same pension rights for same-sex couples. Uh, more Michelle Obama looking at this uh, Danish minister. This is uh, Helle Thorning-Schmidt at Nelson Mandela's memorial service, and the look on Michelle Obama's face says it all. It's absolutely, it's absolutely priceless. It really is. Uh, boxing champion Mike Tyson, as you know, has not been allowed in the country to promote his book, it's because he has a, a rape conviction, a conviction for rape. And so he's been barred from attending a book signing. Apparently, um, the campaign group Ending Victimisation and Blame said the decision sends a message that his criminal actions have long-term consequences. Well, it didn't because he's been here before. He's been over here and done an audience with, hasn't he, as far as I remember. A painting described as the most famous image of Jane Austen, sold yesterday at auction, bought by an anonymous collector, uh, for £164,000. £164,000. And I'm a bit disappointed that Barclays are pulling out of the Boris bikes. Presumably they'll find somebody else. It can't be... Well, they have said, haven't they, it's nothing to do with the amount of accidents they've had. But I, I, I don't know. I've just seen them as, as, the, as the Boris bikes with Barclays. Kind of fits in. Boris, bikes and Barclays. All the three Bs. So who's going to be sponsoring that one? I don't know. Perhaps we could all sponsor a bicycle. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? I think they've been successful. I know that people say they, they, uh, they've sort of dropped off a bit. All I see is people cycling round them and empty racks. Here's the picture of uh, Tom Hanks with Emma Thompson and his wife, Rita Wilson. I've never seen Tom Hanks' wife before. She's very young, isn't she? And uh, the most pleasant time of the year, how much is, how much is Christmas going to cost you? They reckon for each person around £904. That's what they've estimated. That's including, you know, festive drinks, decorations... Some people say they want to do Christmas for under 170 quid. We've told you in one of the papers today that you can do it for under 100 pounds. That's including food, tree, presents and booze. Under 100 pounds. Admittedly, you know, you might not be getting the same standard as other people, but, uh, but still quite good, actually. Uh, the X Factor Tour kicks off. Bosses hope uh, that many venues have yet to fill up, even though the X Factor tour seems popular. They haven't sold the tickets out. I think because people have realised that. It's a part of our rubbish. You've seen these people on the television. You know they can't sing. So you're going to be going out to a stadium to watch a little tiny blip about that big at the end of a... You know, I don't know why you'd bother with Sam Callahan. I mean, he's added five seconds of fame. And hopefully he'll now disappear. Niall Horan of ID of One Direction is getting uh, cosy with Katy Perry. 
He wants to write songs with her. And Rachel Riley, single after a year of marriage, but told pals there's no one else, it's just me and my heartbreak. Yeah, right. OK, I reckon we're going to be reading a different story in about uh, about three or four months' time. I've just, I've just got an idea. Uh, Dick and Dom are funny, Steve, says Daryl. Really? I've never quite seen it, actually. Never quite seen it. And Sophie says, both my parents had dementia. It's the worst thing that you can ever imagine. I can imagine. I know exactly what it's like. I can I can well imagine how, how families suffer. Because there appears to be nothing that you can do about it. Absolutely nothing at all. You just have to watch somebody almost breaking down in front of you. But just remember that when they say, yes, you turn left here, they mean you turn left. They see it as that. If they're driving the wrong way down a motorway, or you're driving... They, they see that as driving the right way. If you say that's black, they'll see it as white. They'll always see the opposite to you. But they firmly believe it in their mind. It must be so frustrating for them, and so frustrating for people who have to, to help them out of it. And there's hardly any care... There is, uh, there is care out there, but th- there's not enough of it. They were discussing it on the television the other day on, on how little help there is for people who have got dementia. A teenager, he's in all the papers today, he jokingly offered to sell cannabis to a uniformed police officer who's now been fined £300. Gal Gal, that's a strange name, offered PC Adam Wellings some high-strength skunk when he bumped into him in Camden. When he was arrested, he said he was only joking. A search found the 18-year-old did not have the drug on him, but he had to plead guilty as to offering it. So he didn't have it, but he did offer it. So they fined him £300. Seems fair enough, doesn't it? I would think so. Tell lies. And um, who's that a picture of? Oh, this is another backpacker who's gone missing. This is somebody in Vancouver. This is uh, uh, Martin Billins, who travelled to Vancouver to join the search for Tom, last seen on November the 25th. He's, um, the most likely thing is he's got in trouble on a mountain. These people who go backpacking never appeals to me in the slightest. Never understand why you'd want to ever do it. Uh, but they, they seem to do it and they seem to derive something out of it. Um, Kevin, the Warburton's driver, says, watch out for the fog in Essex. It's horrendous on the A13. Yes, yes, I, I absolutely. It was bad when I came in this morning. And Dave in Beckenham says, what a reindeer's hang on there. Christmas trees, antlers. Uh, sorry, antlers on a postcard, please, to Steve Christmas Allen. <laughs> uh, you're getting very mixed up with Boris and Barking. No, I never get mixed up with Boris and Barking. I like, I like Boris, actually. I think he's quite good fun. I'm just a bit, little bit disappointed about the, uh, about the Barclays pulling out of that one. Shame. <clears throat> Where can I purchase Heston's mince pies? Only in Waitrose, as far as I know. That's the deal he has with them. He has a few in there. But these are the open mince pies. I can't remember, are they the spice mince pies? Spicy mince pies. We like those, don't we? They're, they're very nice indeed. On the subject of, uh, of doggy things, a friend lives near a field, says Karen. And let me know last night that a gang of yobs were emptying the contents of a doggy doobin across parts of the field. People, children, play in it. Yes, people are a bit stupid, aren't they? I hate people who don't, don't pick up after them. I have been known to shout obscenities, I'm afraid. I'm quite good at shouting obscenities. Uh, the Danish Prime Minister, Neil Kinnock's daughter-in-law, is the selfie with President Obama and David Cameron. Don't look at the picture of Michelle. She's not happy at all. You can well imagine. Uh, Steve, just perusing the Christmas Radio Times, all the films we've discussed, Scrooge, Wonderful Life, all seem to be on, including a series of Ealing comedy on BBC Four. The highlight, though, is The Bishop's Wife, showing at 9.25 on Monday the 23rd on BBC Two. If you've an hour to spare, check out the Lionel Bart documentary that aired the other week and is on uh, iPlayer featuring Barbara and an archive interview 
with a very much missed friend of yours, Victor Spinetti. Oh, Victor Spinetti, we do miss him. And interestingly, Cliff singing in the film we talked of the other week, Serious Charge. Yes, Serious Charge. That was a very odd film that Cliff made, Serious Charge. But uh, if you can catch The Bishop's Wife, that's my Christmas recommendation for this year. It's a really heartfelt film, and it does feature, as Paulie Manchester would tell you, the Mitchell Boys Choir. It's, it's just... It's just... Just makes you feel good. 14 minutes to six. LBC 97.3. This is London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. I'm looking at the uh, the pictures on the television. Uh, Nelson Mandela's body is being taken in procession to the Union Building in Pretoria. It's waiting outside there now for the pallbearers to take inside. There'll be an open casket. I think it's the open casket in the Union Building. And then people will be signing the the Book of Condolence, Book of Remembrance, and they'll be opening them around the world. Today is a sequential date. It's 11.12.13 today. Won't happen again for some time. The next one, one, two, three, February 1, and then 21.03. OK, do you get that one? 21.03? Uh, that won't happen for another 90 years. So no danger of us being around for it. But today you get the sequential date. It's 11.12.13. I don't know what it means. I have no idea. Maxine, I got so sick of my neighbour stopping outside my house and letting his dog do its business, and the children treading it into the car. I got a hand shovel, picked it up, marched to his house. When he opened the door, I launched it from the shovel up his hall. Never happened again. A bit brave, isn't it? I wouldn't recommend that to anybody. Afraid. It is annoying, though, when people don't pick up after their dogs. It doesn't doesn't take too much, I'm afraid. It's just it's cool just being polite and thinking about other people. You know, other people out there should be thinking about that. Uh, 84850. I'm doing something different now, says Mark. He says, magistrates, court warrants. I like these, he said. I've got right of entry. Oh, I love a court warrant. They're brilliant. That's where you go to someone. You go, I'm going to remove some goods. And they go, no, you're not. You go, I've got a warrant. I've seen it on the television. Looks great. Looks absolutely great. Uh, Out on his ear. This is uh, Mike Tyson. Uh, because they've now changed the way people are allowed into the country. He's had some troubled times. They don't want him here until he's out on his ear. But I'm assuming his his team will then appeal, because he's been allowed back in since he's had a conviction, so he's been into the country. And um, here's Nigella Lawson, out with close pal Sir Salman Rushdie. What an odd combination that is. Salman Rushdie and Nigella Lawson, even though I like Nigella Lawson. David Cameron has apparently declared his support for Nigella, saying he's a member of her team. I'm on Team Nigella. Whether or not he means it in the way that the papers mean it, I don't know. I'm not too sure. Oh, and I'll tell you who's, who's not going to be at the uh, at the Sporting Awards ceremony. Andy Murray has pulled out. He's going to do it by video link, but he said he can't afford to do it. So this is the sports personalities that they're looking at at the moment. Andy Murray not to win. They're, they're taking odds on that one, as well as Andy Murray winning. Uh, another one here uh, is Hannah Cockcroft for Athletics. Some of these people, I don't know who they are. Oh, that's, th- that's right. That's the Heston Blumenthal uh, mince pies. Thank you very much indeed, Vishnu, for that. Uh, Justin Rose, golf. Sir Ben Ainsley for sailing. Chris Froome for cycling. Mo Farah for Athletics. And A.P. McCoy, horse racing. Lee Halfpenny, rugby. Hannah Cockcroft, Athletics. And Ian Bell for cricket. Who's my money on? Tempted to say Mo Farah. Tempted to say Mo Farah, but I'm, I might be wrong. Sorry? Andy, you think it'd be Andy Murray? Oh, right. Why would it be Andy Murray? 
We won Wimbledon, yeah, but this is for Sports Personality of the Year. Oh, I don't want him to win. I want Mo Farah to win. He's got more personality. Andy Murray's dull. He's very dull and boring. Hitting a ball over a net. Not very exciting at all. Uh, you asked yesterday, uh, when was the last time, Steve, anybody had seen Victoria Beckham shopping? Well, she was in my store, M&S. <gasps> Are you part of M&S? With Harper and one of the boys a few months ago. We were all very excited. She apparently bought grapes, eclairs and a few other bits. <clears throat> it wasn't an expensive shop. No, doesn't sound like it. Grapes, eclairs and a few other bits. How lovely. Could eat eclairs now. I'll definitely go for eclairs. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, more in uh, comic relief in all the papers today. This was after Panorama did a, an exposure on where they invest their money. Uh, the charities claimed all donations go to good causes, but this probe has revealed uh, the other investments. Uh, they've invested millions in the tobacco, alcohol and arms industry. BBC-backed Comic Relief, founded by Lenny Henry, said a small amount was used in this way via managed funds to pay for its running costs. Because they've now got as they say, egg on their face, and uh, Lenny Henry's quite worried because he said to one of the papers, listen, don't don't make this a witch hunt. We need this money. I think since it's been going, I think it's raised something like £900 million, a small fortune, £900 million, and they're worried that if people think that they're investing in arms and investing in tobacco and investing in alcohol, that people will not, will not give anywhere. Uh, Benelin Day and Night are back on sale in shops. My husband got some yesterday. Love you and your show. Um, uh, it said, add the time this afternoon, says Steve, and it will be 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. It's very clever, isn't it? I, I like things like that. I don't understand them, but I just quite like saying it. Uh, a few Christmases ago, somebody suggested, Steve, that we play Trivial Pursuit. We played in pairs. Mum, who can best be described as fluffy, with my brother, who drinks. Husband, brain injury, with aunt, never watches TV, reads a newspaper or listens to the radio. Myself, with uncle, three months before dementia was so advanced he went into a care home. Some of the answers were, well, as an example, mum knew nothing about uh, Bay of Pigs as dad didn't like pork. Doesn't help, does it, really? I like playing games over Christmas. I think it's better than turning on the television. I'm expecting you Christmas morning to turn on the radio. I'm not expecting anything else. The television will be rubbish over Christmas. And you can always record it. Programmes on the radio you have to enjoy because we're here live on Christmas Day morning from 7 till 10. They're moving Nelson Mandela's body in. Even as we speak, there is a, a procession which is taking him in. Uh, it's very interesting, actually. Are they, are they lifting it now? It's very interesting. Is it funny? In this country, we put the coffin on our shoulders and it's, it's done like that. They hold it. They're holding it. So it's, and it looks, looks a bit of a weight for them as well. But we, we put it on the shoulders. You pull it out. But they're literally carrying it as if it's a, a basket. Two weeks until Christmas Day, as you know. It's three minutes to, uh, to six at the moment, just in case you're clock watching. And I'm spreading festive cheer on LBC 97.3 with the LBC Gadget Giveaway. Giving you the chance to get your hands on thousands of pounds worth of the hottest techie gifts over the next few weeks with guaranteed delivery for the 25th of December, so you could have the latest gadgets in your hand on Christmas morning. Yesterday, Gabby Clark from London won herself a Pebble smartwatch by correctly identifying that Mary and Joseph went to Bethlehem from Nazareth. Today, it's the Acer Aspire laptop. Great all-rounder. Either give it away to somebody for Christmas, keep it yourself, sell it, you do whatever you like. Once you've actually got it, I, I predict you won't, you won't put it down. 
So this one can be yours. It's the Acer Aspire V5 laptop. You need to know the answer to this question, though. London's Trafalgar Square Christmas tree is traditionally given by which country? Where does a Christmas tree come from every year? If you've listened to this programme for any length of time, it means that, you know, you should know this answer straight away. So London's Trafalgar Square Christmas tree comes from which country? Text the word gadget, G-A-D-G-E-T, and then your answer... And make sure you do that before 7 o'clock this morning. The text will cost you pound fifty plus your standard network rate. If you text after the closing time, you won't be entered, but may still be charged. We play across the LBC network. Full terms and conditions on lbc.co.uk. Good luck. Uh, Jackie says, my first son was born on 4567. 4567. Thank you. And H says, <clears throat> what, Andy Murray, the now multimillionaire, squillionaire, can't afford to go to the awards? What a mean man. No, he's got nothing to do with that. He's, uh, he's gearing himself up to, uh, to play tennis. He's, he's, he can't risk his recovery from injury. So he's, uh, he's, he's making sure that he's absolutely 100% fit for the next time he plays. He doesn't want to risk it. So that's why. But they will be doing him by video link if he wins. If he wins. <laughs> I've just got a feeling he won't. I want it to be Mo Farah. I don't want it to be Andy Murray. That's me being bar humbug, I'm afraid. Uh, Dean says, they talk about dog mess not being picked up daily. I have to get rid of cat's mess in my drive and in my garden. I don't even own a cat. Yes, once, once cats have found somewhere to go, they, they go back time and time again, I'm afraid. So, uh, not so good for you, I'm afraid. Not so good for you. 84850 uk. Looking at the, uh, the Heston mince pies, because Heston Blumenthal is going to be with Nick Ferrari uh, for breakfast this morning. He's going to be here looking at the papers. Oh, he's brought in any mince pies. I want to push my luck on that one, but it'd be nice to think that he has got some mince pies with him because they are particularly good. Uh, as well as Cary Grant, who stars in The Bishop's Wife, Loretta Young and David Niven also appear. Yes, it's a super film. It really is. If you've not seen it before, watch it for Christmas. Old black and white, but with all the Christmas sentiments that you could possibly want on this festive season. Very misty and foggy out there today. Take care if you're driving out in the suburbs. News at 6 on LBC is next. T97.3. Text 84850. Tweet at LBC973. This is London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen. Morning, every five minutes past six. My dad, says Shirley had dementia 20 years ago when far less was known about it than now. He changed completely, a witty, outgoing, knowledgeable man. He retreated into himself and became very depressed. Some sufferers become violent and argumentative. My dad didn't. It was heartbreaking for my mother and me. Until you've lived with it, you have no idea what it's like. She says, P.S. Maybe next year you'll make a Christmas album. I don't think you'll be buying it, will you? I don't think so. Shirley Tees is a casting director, incidentally, so she's worked with the good and the great. But you're quite right, because... This uh, friend of mine, his, his father's become sometimes violent and argumentative. They've had to call the police on a couple of occasions because he'll just pull a knife out of a drawer and, and threaten his, his wife with it. It's, it's terribly depressing because it goes against everything, but they don't know they're doing it. And that's why it's, it's so awful, so heartbreaking for people concerned. So uh, we have to wait and see, but you're right. We know more about it now, although still he's on, he's on medication. I mean, it's not, it's not as if he's not getting the medication. He's getting all the, all the right things for it, but we shall have to watch. Nick Ferrari is going to be talking about dementia today, finding out, you know, why we're not doing as much as we should be doing, because there are so many people who are suffering. You might not even know what it is. You might just think that somebody's gone violent. 
And that's what's so uh, so awful about it. Uh, Steve woke up feeling very cold. Heating and insulation in our new place isn't a patch on our old, so we've uh, spread a heavy throw over the duvet and made a cuppa. In Primrose Hill, we're part of a group known as SACO. I won't tell you what it stands for. Whilst picking up after our own pooches, we also bag any dog mess we find in the vicinity. Every little helps. I, t- I just think it's so rude of people not to pick up their own dog mess. They go out there and their dog... You feel like saying to... I've, we've actually had... We did miss it one time. We were walking ahead of the dog in Regent's Park. And a lady went, excuse me, excuse me. And we turned round and she went, um, your dog has just um, done a toilet over there. Thank you. You feel a bit awful, actually, because you, you've got to watch the dogs all the time. But uh, not not to clear up. It's terrible, I'm afraid. Uh, 84850. Mark says, Mike Tyson, if you say he's already been in the UK prior to his new refusal due to a past conviction, it only goes to prove how poor the border checks are. No, they've changed the ruling. They've changed the ruling on it. And so now he can't come in. He's been in before. And uh, I have to be honest, I mean, the border checks are pretty poor. They said that the other day, and I think we highlighted it on the programme, that they don't check people who come in on private planes and boats and things like that. It's, it's very poor. That's why people can get in and out of the country. If we can't even police, he says, a high-profile name like Mike Tyson, what hope for the mass hordes? Well, there is no hope, I'm afraid. It's easy to get into this country. You either come in on the back of a lorry or you come in on the back of a train. There's always loads of ways of doing it. Or people have just brought in openly and they say, oh, this is a member of our family and they start working in the business. It's, it's quite easily done. Quite easily done. I do like Jane Moore's column today. Having talked about the uh, uh, Towie's Jess uh, Wright... This is uh, Mark Wright's sister, who tweeted, rest in peace after the death of North Korean dictator Kim Jong-il. And then uh, she admitted she didn't actually know who he was. And much to the disgust of anti-drugs campaigners, she later posed with a balloon full of nitrous oxide known as hippie crack. If ignorance is bliss, she must be deliriously happy, writes Jane Moore. Runner-up is that serial burglar, but the winner is uh, I'm a Celebrity Stark, Joey Essex, the thick-as-a-brick poster boy for all those who aspire to ignorance. He can't tell the time, thinks a square might have six sides and admits to not knowing how to even blow his nose. She says either he's genuinely so dense that light bends around him or he's a cunning genius who knows a good marketing ploy when he sees it and will soon be earning millions. Well, I mean, you can't believe anybody's that thick. Jade Goody was a bit of a fraud, wasn't she? Uh, The Bum Note Award, Kim Kardashian, runner-up, is the life-enhancing Miss Bum Bum competition in Brazil. This is where people, apparently... It was won, actually, by 25-year-old Di Macedo. No, not a burly Welshman, but a cheerful brunette with a 42-inch bottom. And she, she's been surgically lifted. So there we go. And she says, the winner, Ni Asses Ad... It won English Rose, not the old bloody garden. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. It's uh, Cheryl Cole. She got all of the, uh, the peachy perfect skin, sullied herself with a tattoo the size of a of a jesmond on her rear. Probably seemed like a good idea at the time. What does she do for a living? Apparently she's got an album coming out. That'll be hilarious, won't it? If poor old um, Mark Filan, who everybody loves, can't get into the charts, there's no hope at all, really, for somebody that we don't like. Uh, no one gives a fig award. Glenda Jackson, who, upon Margaret Thatcher's death, launched into a badly timed rant that the first and as yet only female PM's women's lines were not on my terms because, of course... Every former world leader is desperately seeking Glenda's validation. Runner-up to Lisa, who said she wouldn't be returning to the X Factor, not because Simon Cowell hadn't asked her, oh no, but because it's time to do something different. 
Now, of course, we all know what the different thing is because she was on the front page of the papers yesterday. Revenge is a dish uh, best served in court. That goes to Charles Saatchi. Of course it would be. Runner-up is Sven Goran Eriksson, who, after putting up with years of Nancy Delusional and Nancy Doolally ramblings, finally got um, his view of the relationship across, saying she demanded constant attention and I got more and more irritated with her. Join the club, mate, says Jane Moore. Everybody is irritated with Nancy Delusional. Still waiting for the stage show, Nancy, but, of course, we don't actually think you could dribble on about anything. But the winner is Vicky Price. So stand-up Vicky Price, who, despite being a top economist, played the weak little woman card and claimed her cheating ex-husband had used marital coercion to get her to take speeding points. Her confession landed them both in jail. She's a jailbird. The Spoilt Brat Award goes to Lindsay Lohan. Not too difficult there. Poor Lindsay Lohan is now desperately trying to to save a career. The runner-up is Miley Cyrus... But the main award for Spoiled Brat goes to our favourite on this programme, Justin Bieber. This is the man who kept 20,000 fans waiting until 10.30 at the O2, by which time most of his poor little darlings had fallen asleep or their mummies had taken them home. A deep embarrassment all round, I'm afraid. And the No Surprise There award goes to Rihanna. She says, for again displaying an alarming lack of self-esteem, runner-up Melanie Syke and Jack Cockings who's her very short husband, not short in stature, short in time that they were married. Uh, But the winner is George Clooney. Checked his watch, saw he'd been dating Stacey Keebler for two years and thought, "Uh uh-oh, any second she's going to be talking marriage. And, of course, once you start talking marriage to George Clooney, he's out that door so fast you don't see him for dust, ladies and gentlemen. And what's A&E swamped by? Apart from a lot of ill people. Mind you, I think some people just enjoy going there because it's like like a social club. Toothache sufferers. Toothache sufferers go to A&E because in the pain stakes, the one thing that is the worst is backache, hotly followed by toothache. And we've all probably had both. Absolutely terrible. And um, Will says, you were talking about Victoria Beckham doing her own shopping in Waitrose. So imagine my surprise when shopping in Asda bumped into Kerry Katona. She was lovely. Asked how I'd like to pay and even offered to pack my bags. I know, I'm so, I'm so glad she's got that job. Although I'll be having a word with Asda to make sure they get better staff. I've just put the rubbish out, says Andrew. And it's freezing out there. Where does that term brass monkeys come from? I don't know. It used to be the term. It's so cold outside. There's three brass monkeys lagging themselves. Uh, 84850, uh On your recommendation, Steve, says Colin. I went to see Stephen Ward at the Old Witch. A great show. And I have a lady accompany me. Blimey, where did you get her from? This is sort of part of the deal. <laughs> Gavin says, have you seen A Christmas Story? Probably not. I was, I'm watching one at the moment. I can't remember the title of it. But it's got my favourite actress in, Celia Imrie. And because I keep watching a bit and then not watching a bit, I haven't quite got into it. But it's about an angel and a car crash. It's typical. Whatever it is, it's got snow in. As far as I'm concerned, if it's got snow in, it's my kind of film for Christmas. I like anything. And that's why I like The Bishop's Wife. Because it's old-fashioned or Christmas in Connecticut. I'm a bit old-fashioned. But at the same time, I'm young enough to appreciate the fact that they made some blooming good films in Hollywood. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. It's nice to have you company this morning. It is a bit chilly and foggy, so just take extra care. Full roundup of the travel in a moment. It's 14 minutes past six. LBC 97.3. Yes, Heston Blumenthal will be joining Nick Ferrari on The Breakfast Show at seven o'clock this morning. Nick will be talking about dementia as well, why we're still... 
so far behind. We've heard horrendous stories this morning from people. Uh, plus, is Ofsted right to blame teachers for poor performing schools? Not really a lot you can do, is there? If you just get school pupils who don't perform very well, perhaps they're just, they're not tuned in to doing it. I mean, I don't think it's that simple to try and sort out the problem. Lots of celebrities coming forward to take part in the final series of Dancing and Ice. They're going to reunite them. Gary Lucy, Yorgi Porter, yawn. Uh, David Seaman, Suzanne Shaw, Ray Quinn. He was very good, wasn't he? Ray Quinn was very, very good. And then they've got somebody called Zara Abrahams. Zara, spelled Z-A-R-A-H. Where do they get these chavvy spellings from? Emmerdale's Hayley Tamadan and Gareth Gates. Olympian Beth Tweddle, rugby player Kieran Bracken, Joe Pasquale, Todd Carty and Sam Atwater. He's doing panto. And Todd Carty will just skate off into the wings again, I'm assuming. Uh, Pip Schofield is hosting the show with Hi here, Christine Bleakley That'll be riveting, won't it? Because he's hardly ever on the television and she's just irritating Viewers are in for an absolute treat Well, not really, because we've seen them all before So there isn't really a, there isn't really a treat there, is there, I'm afraid uh, The Real Royal Family Beat the aristocrats of Downton Abbey When it comes to Christmas television Nearly a fifth of people, 18% Said the Queen's Christmas message was the ultimate In festive viewing Followed by the Coronation Street special 10% And the James Stewart It's a Wonderful Life Regularly repeated over the holiday season EastEnders sees Danny Dyer joining the show There's a Mrs Brown's Boys Christmas special And a 25 minute chunk of Michael McIntyre's showtime I have to be honest that The clip that I've seen that best sums up television Is on ITV this year, they seem to have lots of a lot of people I don't like appearing on television, so that's good. Jill, Phil, uh, Phil says eleven, twelve, thirteen is my birthday. I'm fifty-four today. God, I don't know anybody that old. Fifty-four, nothing. How dreadful must that be? And I'm spending it alone in my truck as I'm on the fuel run between Essex and Gatwick Airport. But I'm now opening my presents, listening to you all warm and closet in my cab. Do you mean cosy? I think closet's somewhat different. I mean, unless there's something... Unless there's, oops, it's gone. Unless there's something you want to tell us about. <laughs> in which case, I'm more than happy. Home to Lincolnshire for the weekend. And a big hug from my nine-year-old daughter, Maisie, and partner, Jill. Oh, there we are. You're not a closet in your cab, are you? It's cosy. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you, family and friends, says Kevin. Thank you. Bit early to be doing the Merry Christmas, I think. Just a, just a wee bit. Give it another week or so, and I, I think we're, 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 all, we're all right. Um, Barbara in Surbiton said a brass monkey was the frame they had on the deck of ships to stack cannonballs on so they didn't roll about. Oh, right. And Diana says, I get verbal abuse when I challenge people who leave their dog's mess on the grassy area in front of our cottages. They seem to watch fondly and proudly as their dogs dump their mess and then shout filthy language at me for asking them to pick it up. Weird? No, just annoying. So times like that, you wish that they'd invented, like, a ray gun and just aim it at them and go, and they vanish before your eyes. A bit like people dematerialising. Oh, you've only got a, um, about half an hour uh, to get your entries in for today's gadget, guaranteed delivery by December 25th. Gabby Clark yesterday got herself the Pebble smartwatch. Well done, Gabby. Today, it's the Acer Aspire V5 laptop. It's a laptop. I can't sell it any more to you, apart from saying that, you know, if you want to keep it, that's OK by me. I'm not going to come round and make a big hoo-ha. If you want to give it away to somebody at Christmas, that would be a lovely present, wouldn't it? Or if you want to sell it, that would be equally lovely. You can do anything you want with it, provided you get it. But you need to know the answer to this question, and any self-respecting Steve Allen listener will know the answer to this question, because we've talked about it over the years. London's Trafalgar Square Christmas tree is given to us from which country? London's Trafalgar Square Christmas tree is given to us from which country? 
I went there and cut it down one year. Do you remember? To enter, text the word gadget. Must be the word gadget. G-A-D-G-E-T. Then your answer and send it to 84850 before 7 o'clock this morning. Text costs pound fifty plus your standard network rates. If you text after the closing time, you won't be entered but may still be charged. We play across the LBC network. Full terms and conditions online at lbc.co.uk. So good luck. And hopefully it'll be your name that we read out on the programme tomorrow morning. If anybody likes Christmas films, Steve, the Channel Movie Mix is showing a number of them every day throughout the festive period. It's good. Matt in Essex says... Uh, Wait a minute, sorry, just move a little thing up here. Uh, the man who complained about cats fouling his garden, you get a little box that you keep outside that emits a sound that cats hate. Yes, it's a, it's a high-pitched thing, isn't it? It's supposed to keep foxes out. Although I was confronted by a fox the other day in the car park. It just sat there by one of the cars looking at me. And I thought, I was opening the boot of the car, getting something out to bring into work, and I thought, it's not going to attack me, is it? I'm just, you get quite worried about these things, because it literally wasn't remotely frightened. Really? They're, they cost about 20 to £30 pounds in Argos. He said, I may get one for the front of my house to stop dogs fouling, which must be really, really annoying, really, especially if you've got one of those people who's got a little bit of grass in front of their house. I mean, that must be terribly, terribly frustrating. So Nelson Mandela's body has been moved into the, uh, the building in Pretoria, and no doubt there will be uh, clips a little bit later on of the, uh, the open casket. Uh, Junior, still having a good time in L.A., which is good news. And Neil says, our favourite bakery in Cornwall make gingerbread reindeer. He says, not good for the waistline or the diabetes. He said, drat and double drat. Yes, nothing's good for diabetes, is it? Not at the moment, I'm afraid. It doesn't matter, though. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Um, uh, Rob has written... New uh, new Christmas music. Thank you for sending me the links in. I'll try and get round to that a little bit later on. Uh, and Annie says, I'm so delighted you're on Christmas morning. Best present ever. Yes, between 7 and 10 I should be here Christmas morning. I just realised I've got to, make a, got to make a move, actually. The front pages of the papers, they've all done this picture of Michelle Obama inside looking a little bit miffed as uh, her husband jokes about with uh, the Danish Prime Minister, and there's David Cameron, um, uh, the UK KOing Tyson mirror historic Obama's hand of friendship to Castro at the Mandela Memorial and uh, the front page of Metro Dynamo. I died briefly when I woke. I wanted to do magic. Great for him. So he's done the interview inside. Migrants set to flood in. Uh, Nigella's amazing spending habits revealed in court and Tesco's blasting at fussy shoppers. You can't win, can you? Uh, no free podcast up for you today. I'll make sure there's one up for you uh, tomorrow. We've got a bit, uh, we've got a bit sniffy. I'm afraid back again, which isn't exactly the best way of doing it. So we'll do it again for you uh, tomorrow. So apologies for that. Uh, Heston Blumenthal is going to be in. I shall have to tell him upstairs how much we like his mince pies. It's the only ones that uh, that Clive will eat down here. If you're from a normal mince pie, we get all sort of fussy about it. But offer him a offer him a nice one. Uh, one of Heston's, and he's, he's the first person in, which is great. Have a lovely day. Nick and the team with you just after the news at 7 o'clock this morning. Next on LBC 97.3, the morning news with Lisa Aziz.